Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World Show. We've got some great people for you today. We've got uh, the co-founder of Caring Crowd, proudly sponsored by Johnson & Johnson, uh, John Brennan. They're a sponsor of the show. We're thrilled to have them. And a special guest, Sophia Monahan. She's the uh, a researcher and project manager at Project Mercy. And we're talking about her crowdfunding efforts on Caring Crowd to raise money for women in Ethiopia. You don't want to miss this special episode. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. John, Sophia, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Excited to be we're, here. We're thrilled to have you both here. John, why don't you take 30 seconds to get us warmed up. What's Caring Crowd? So Caring Crowd is like the Kickstarter for global public health, and it's it's uh, entirely paid for by Johnson & Johnson, so it's a service for the world, so we don't charge anything for its use. And occasionally, there are even matching funds available, and projects that get on the site can justifiably brag a little that they passed review and were able to get on the site. That's great. It's, it, it is a, a, a great, well-screened, uh, curated uh, platform where only the great projects get on. And Sophia, your projects have been on. You had two projects successfully funded on the, project, on the, on the site. Tell yeah. us a little bit about the projects that you've raised money for on the site. Yeah, so they're both focused around mental health and mental health stigma, um, specifically in Ethiopia. The original one was to raise money for me to actually go and do the research and get this kind of started because it's really something that's never been done in rural Ethiopia. Um, and the second one that we just completed, I think just about a week ago, uh, we met our goal and that was to provide psychiatric services for the women um, that I did worked with for the past nine months. So we often think Sophia of, people in the developing world in Ethiopia as suffering from a variety of deprivations, a uh, mm -hmm. lack of adequate food, water, shelter. Uh, and that's of course isn't universal, but there are people in Ethiopia who are experiencing that. We rarely think about uh, mental health. I don't know why we assume that all Ethiopians are mentally healthy mm -hmm. when we know a third of the people around us here are in the United States are not mentally healthy. Right. Um, what, what is the mental health landscape in Ethiopia right now? Yeah, I mean, that's the big question right now. I think a lot of people say, you know, maybe that's a first world problem, but at the same time, mental health impacts so much more than just um, your brain, right? Because it can affect your ability to work. So it affects women and men both um, economically. Um, it affects children's ability to go to school if they're not being given the right attention and treatment. And so the kind of the ripple effects of mental health are actually impacting these bigger problems we think of like education and even like access to food and safe water and healthcare. Um, so it spans everything and it definitely exists in Ethiopia as a problem um, that needs to be tackled. John, as you look at the sort of the pantheon of projects that have been successfully funded on 
caring crowd. How does uh, Sophia's project fit in? That's a great question because it was very interesting that Sophia actually uh, paved a way for a, a different type of project on Caring Cry. We hadn't her first campaign project. Uh, we hadn't had we hadn't had one on Caring Crowd like it before, and so there was discussion behind the scenes. So she's paved the way there as well as in her work in Ethiopia. And um, while we have had more and more mental health projects on Caring Crowd. Many of them have been focused on the U.S., and so this was groundbreaking also in that area of Ethiopia. Sophia, tell us a little bit about your personal experience in Ethiopia. You went uh, nine months ago. How long did you stay, and what did you do? And then maybe give us a sense of what you've done since to build on that experience. Yeah, so, so I was there for nine months. I actually just got back about three or four weeks ago. Um, so That's I'm, a long time to be in I, Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, I really assimilated. Um, That's good. Went, you know, head first in and, and it was unbelievable. I mean, you just think of culture shock and being going to a developing country um, in Africa. I'd never been to Africa and then going to a rural community with, you know, very little access, no access to internet. And it was... I kind of said, I'm just going to go all in. And the community there was unbelievable. Um, I worked, besides being in the hospital, there are 29 orphans that the NGO I was with um, sponsors and, and cares for. Um, orphans are from broken families. And I became a part of that family also. Um, and so in terms of my personal experience, it was so much more than just a research project. It was a, you know, a small piece of my life now. Oh my gosh, I'm sure it is. As you think about the women you were helping, uh, clearly your follow-up campaign has been to raise money for some uh, mental health care for them. Right. Tell us about their needs and what you hope that to accomplish with the funding. Yeah, um, so like I said before, it's something that really had never even been brought up as a topic of conversation. It's very stigmatized. Um, Hospitals, especially in the rural area, focus primarily on physical. Um, so I had to, you know, gently introduce it to the nurses who didn't really know what this was. And they were very, very slow to take it on. Um, they were constantly saying, we don't cry in this culture. Women are strong. Um, I would see the women come in and these women are strong women, right? They are carrying, they're walking four hours down the mountain with, you know, a load of hay on their back to get to market. Um, and they're unbelievable, but they're only human, right? And so they still have those chemical processes and hormonal processes after giving birth that are, regardless of how strong you are, they can affect every woman. Um, and so I think, the biggest challenge was getting the nurses, the healthcare staff to see, this is not a first world problem. This is a human problem. And this is a woman problem after she has a baby. Um, and so the landscape is hopefully changing, but it's, it's very difficult to navigate when it's such a new thing for them to understand. 
John, how do you feel as you look at not only this project, but all of the projects on Caring Crowd and you feel a sense of ownership in their success? Yes, um, we've had 173 successful campaigns in the short history of Caring Crowd, so it's growing. Um, and we, we desperately want everyone to succeed and have a positive experience. So we talk to, I talk to everyone who wants to use Caring Crowd and set them up for success and um, tell them a little bit about what crowdfunding takes. And, you know, from the, your course that you teach and which I've taken, which is excellent, that um, there, are, there are things to know about crowdfunding. So that has led to our more than 80% uh, campaign success rate on the platform. Well, it, it is something to be proud of, uh, to see the huge impact that uh, the platform is having. It's a great way to leverage and expand the impact and the capability of uh, Johnson & Johnson that way. So very cool. Uh, I'm grateful that Johnson & Johnson would sponsor that and the Caring Crowd sponsors uh, my work. But uh, Sophia, uh, what are you most proud of having accomplished? I would say the access um, of a voice for these women. So for the first time, probably for the first time in their lives, they were asked, you know, legitimately, how do you feel? How are you feeling? And I talk about this, but there's a word in Amharic, which is the, the Ethiopian language. And the word is Izosh. And any Ethiopian you would ask, it's the most common word in the language. And it means, be brave or suck it up. And so people don't say, how are you, right? They say, things are good, right? It's, you know, people aren't genuinely saying, are you hurting? Are you upset? And if they ask you, are you okay? You say, I'm fine, right? And we have that in the US. But mm -hmm. I think the first chance for these women to say, I'm actually not okay. Um, and to give them a chance to voice that and to also be creating a future opportunity for them to get help when the answer is, I'm not okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's such important work. John, you've been helping these hundreds now almost, but uh, many, many dozens of, of successful projects. What's the most important lesson you've learned about crowdfunding? Um, well, you need the crowd, so you can't just throw it out there. I think this is the most important tactic is lining up those pledgers to um, get that strong starting momentum, provide that social validation so that 20 to 30% of your goal is funded in the first 48 hours and have a plan for the rest. And, you know, get that percent funded higher. And as it gets higher, more and more people want to help. It is, it is magic how people want to be a part of something successful. No one wants to be part of a losing effort. Uh, so yeah, you've got to create some momentum towards success uh, or, or you won't get there. It's an interesting, interesting lesson. So Sophia, uh, I, I'm intrigued by your background. You've done so many interesting things. You've lived all around the world. Uh, why do you care the way you care? Why are you worried about mental health among women in Ethiopia. I mean, they're, you know, golly, I mean, 
you're an athlete. You could be playing sports, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things that, you know, t- it comes out and touches you more than you feel like you have a role in it. Um, when I was 12, actually, a representative from Doctors Without Borders came and spoke at my school. And since literally since that day, I knew I wanted to do global health um, just because the values of impartiality and neutrality and serving everyone, not if they're just a part of your group or, you know, your people. Um, and that's what they strive to do. And I think that set me on a course. Um, my junior year at Stanford, I took a class called Critical Issues in International Women's Health. And that's where I was introduced to this problem of mental health. And John's heard this, but there's a, there was a sentence in the book we were reading that our professor had actually written, which is a classic Stanford thing. And it said, nearly every critical issue women face over the course of a lifetime is associated with mental illness. And that just for me was like, hold on, what? And looking into it and seeing, but wait a second, nobody's doing anything about this was just, it kind of started my brain thinking and my engine going. And I said, how can this be such a huge impact? And everybody is so focused on the physical aspects, which is important for survival, but you know, there's another step to take and there's a new route to go down. And the UN just included mental well-being in their sustainable development goals um, for 2030, I believe, which is the first time they've done that. So people are starting to pay attention, but it was just something that grabbed a hold of me. And I said, How, like, what can I do to get here and to do this? And that was about three years ago now. And uh, here I am. <laughs> wow. Well, we're glad you, <clears throat> glad you have done that. John, what is your superpower? Oh, well, you've asked me that before, and I thought about it some more. <laughs> so I keep going with this uh, power of people connecting. So it's the power of the crowd. It's the power of humanity. Um, I think what really sets apart humans from other animals is that we can work together in large groups more flexibly. So if we channel that, um, and our desires to be part of a world community, then we can really make some great changes happen. Yeah. Ants, bees, they work uh, tremendously well together to do exactly what they've done over and over and over again for eons. Humans can go to the next level yeah. by working together. Very interesting insight. Very so interesting. The connecting power. Yeah. yeah. I like to connect. And Sophia, what is your superpower? I would say um, probably empathy. Um, I think it was something that I was given as a gift, but it allowed me to, you know, go into a culture that I had no idea about. And I've done this. I've lived in different cultures. And so I had the experience to go in and start from ground zero and be with these women who grew up in an environment that I have no idea about. They're having problems that I have no idea about. I've never, you know, had a baby, had postpartum mood disorder, and yet their problem was my problem. And I felt such 
a desire to help them and to care for them. And that's not, you know, something that I have kind of learned or developed. It's just something that I was gifted with. Well, it's what a wonderful superpower. <laughs> Pretty cool. Superpower. I'm a lucky girl. Yeah, wow. it's, it's, that is a powerful superpower. Well, uh, Sophia, John, I thank you both for taking the time to be with us today. We're grateful for the great work you're doing. Um, before you go, I'd like each of you, maybe John, we can start with you and then turn to Sophia to, to tell people how they can learn more about what you're doing and how they can connect with you on social media. Thanks. Um, you can email help at caringcrowd.org or go to caringcrowd.org and check it out. Just click on create a project, scan through the projects, and absolutely feel free to ask for a phone call. I'd be very happy to talk with you. Oh, fantastic. And Sophia? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I don't have a huge social media presence with my research, but I did keep a blog for nine months um, detailing my experiences, and that is at themercyexperience.wordpress.com, um, if anyone would like to look at that. Um, I'm on Facebook at Sophia Monahan, but that's, you know, not okay. research-related, but... <laughs> Great. And if someone wants to reach you, do you have an email address where they can? Yes. Yeah. It's um, so S Monahan, but without the N, S Monahan at alumni.stanford.edu. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, Sophia, John, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you every success in continuing to address the uh, tremendous problems facing the world in uh, global health. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. You too. Yeah. All righty, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us because Caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devonthorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health, and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.